Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beach balls and life, giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh, know what we said, doing. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art to shock. Oh, with it, keeping the beats on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they speak. So tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek. So tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. I go by the name of DJ Focus, squad off the day. And listen, it's another another hot Saturday. We so glad to be back on the airways one more time. And I'm, 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 I'm always uh, in the lab with the radical one. Big Teasy, what's up, brother? Indeed, indeed, indeed. You good, brother? Blessed, blessed, blessed. How, how was your week? Busy, busy, busy. Was it busy? It was, man. But, you know, good. You made it through, though. Made it through. And you're doing great. God is amazing. You sure look sharp today, too. Trying, man. I wish, I wish the good people could see you. Know, said this custom, <laughs> this custom <laughs> shirt you got on today. You know what I'm saying? You need, need to quit it. Uh, he got that Dob hat with it, too, as well. Need to stop uh, it. Need to stop it. They <laughs> need to stop it. Just had to get clean one more time. Clean as a chitlin'. Just one time. You got something going today? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got engagements you got to go to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was, uh, unfortunately, had a few, uh, there was a funeral this morning. Uh, young brother, 24 years old. He was a pastor at Port Clinton, Ohio, uh, Terrell Bolger. I'm not sure how he passed, but 24 years old. Uh, pride of Port Clinton, Ohio. A great kid. Uh, just unfortunate that he had to. He transitioned, so okay. We, um, my wife and I, actually attended a, a funeral too as well. A good family friend, um, a good friend of our family, uh, son's fiance uh, passed away. She had some uh, medical issues, complications, yeah. but she definitely was young. Yeah, she was thirty six years old. So yeah, that's definitely young. So man, that's young. Yes, mm. yes. You know, and, and that's I think. You know, every time we go to these homegoing services, it just reminds us of how time is not promised to us. Right. That we got to make sure that we're in order and that everything is, you know, where it needs to be Indeed. before God calls us home. Indeed. You know, so that's Indeed. that's very, very important. Indeed. Once again, you're tuned into the fix. And, of course, our mission here is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And you all know we got another hot show for you all again today. Listen, we got a couple hot interviews. Uh, my brother, man, out of VA Kendall Williams. Uh, we're going to get him on the phone line and uh, talk about his new track he got out with the super producer, man, the, the goat himself, Zaytoven. Zaytoven. And also uh, Project Pat from 3 Six Mafia. He got a, uh, a trap 
gospel remix track that's uh tearing the airways up right now so we're gonna get him on the phone and talk to him about everything he got going on in his city and inspiration behind the track we also got whoo, my midwest brother man shout out to my midwest brother man steven malcolm looking forward to getting him on the line too as well he also has a new single out with kb k to the second Everybody know KB, but everybody know Stephen Malcolm too as well. So he got a new track out with, uh, like I said, KB called On Point. Uh, so we want to talk to him too as well. But listen, I'm I'm blessed because you know it it doesn't happen often, but every uh, once in a while, you know what I'm saying, I get a chance to have these what I call living room conversations with with the guests that we have on uh today big t so i i am super excited to have my pretty beautiful much, pretty, pretty much my beautiful gorgeous you're in trouble wife you're in trouble uh joining us today as it is uh relationships talks today we're gonna have relationship talks you're in trouble huh hey babe how are you hi i'm doing good thank you out you trouble <laughs> what i do out trouble <laughs> Thanks for that warm welcome. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, we want to we want to open the conversation up today and talk a little bit about relationships, kingdom relationships, marriage relationships, and the good, the bad, and the ugly about it. So yeah, we know uh, the lions is going to be jumping today. Um, so that, let's 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 start off with how important is prayer within a marriage? Mm-hmm. Let's start with marriage, and we'll work our way to our singles. But let's talk about. Um, Going into it. So just to paint a little backstory, my wife and I, we've been married for 21 years. We have been together for 26 years. Um, we do share a child together. Um, and in, in everything under the sun, you, you can think of, we, we kind of been through it. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the financial issues, the, the communication issues, everything under the sun, which we'll dive into today. But going back 21 years. Mm-hmm talk to me and I, and I'll share my thoughts, but share your thoughts on where you were at from a spiritual level, where your prayer life was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty much um, it was pretty empty because um, we wasn't dedicated to Christ or the word like we are today. So I'm just trying to find out who I am in Christ and my walk with him, just that personal relationship. And, um, of course, as you know, my story is coming from a household of my mom was, you know, married and divorced three times. So I really didn't see that marriage, um, that wholesome marriage that I desire to be, which is what I have now. I didn't see that modeled in front of me. So it was complicated. Um, so, yeah, I, I just believe that um, I had. And since I didn't have that, I had to get it for myself through the word through sisters in Christ, through my elders, through friends, um, that I just believed that was on the solid foundation of Christ. So, yeah, um, just going through that situation and um, being married to you and um, you being a man of God also helped just showing me grace, showing me mercy and the times that needed the most, being sensitive to my feelings. So, yeah, I think all of that helped to where I'm at today. So, yeah. Were there times, and, and I'm going to uh, speak next, but were there times where you wanted to give up on developing an effective prayer life? Absolutely. And that's because when you when you pray and you don't get any answers as soon as you think you should, mm-hmm. that's that's when your faiths are wavering. So, of course. Um, but, you know, I've always had that obedient to follow the spirit that's within me is to push forward because the word of God speaks to it. 
that we need to continue to push, need to, don't give up, and he will he will he will prevail and be in our lives. So yeah, that's amazing. You, you did share that you know um, your mom was married and divorced three times, and your outlook on marriage was uh, pretty much you know I, I call it uh, like a spade hand, rise and fly. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you had that. Your parents, you grew up in that household where your parents was um, married for a long time. So Uh you had that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. My my parents were married for 40 years. So the only thing I ever saw was a husband and wife, um, whether they were at each other's throat or not, loving each other and still trying to fight to make it work. So that's interesting that you say that because. When we first um, met, those were challenges that I didn't understand about you. I always, and, and I have to catch myself now, I used to always say that you were selfish and you had issues with submitting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God still sent me through that, but yeah, I come a long way. Right, right. You you have come a long way. But I think what for, what God showed me was I needed to give you room to grow. Plus, I think I needed to start being a better example when we talk specifically about praying. That was something I had to learn. Mm -hmm. The power for real, real prayer. (laughs) And I say real prayer because I grew up in a traditional Baptist church. Um, Also, you know, studied uh, a little bit within the Roman Catholic faith, too, as well. But I would argue that I was not. I didn't get a real relationship as far as a prayer relationship until I was mid twenties, mid maybe 25, 26 ish understanding the power of praying, fasting, studying prayer for itself and understanding that. So that was a part that we kind of grew together in. I know you think I might've had it figured out. I didn't have, I had some principles figured out that I knew, okay, look, if we're going to continue to go and be in this relationship, if we don't keep God in the middle, it's not going to work because I'm going to come home some days and I ain't going to feel like being bothered with you. <laughs> you going to come home some days. You ain't going to feel like being bothered with me. So that was something that I wanted to tap into. And I argue too, as well. I think once you tapped into it, you, I don't know if you know it or not, but you kind of encouraged me to continue to hold me accountable mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm praying and studying it on, on the level. So <laughs> we, we talked a little bit about the prayer life uh, and we'll talk uh, a little bit uh, more about that, but the first five years of the marriage, <laughs> I always argue that the first three to five years of a marriage are very tricky for two things. One, I I still argue that people are learning each other. You have two different people coming from two different backgrounds, two different households now coming together in one household and now figuring out, okay, how can we make this work together? Mm -hmm. What's your outlook on competition within the marriage? Oh, I think that's a deal breaker because um, it's there's no win in comparison, mm-hmm. and you you have to appreciate and embrace each other's differences. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, um, God God created you unique, He created me unique, and He brought this union to glorify Him. And without that, we can't stand. Divided, we fall. Mm-hmm. So when you compete or you compare yourself um, against your spouse. That's to me worldly, especially kingdom marriages. Mm-hmm. We should be united. We should grow together. We should fight. We should fight this fight for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I I do want to um, just 
challenge you a little bit just because I know um, there's a lot of single um, just single women that I know who they may say that their man, you know, their their boyfriend or their living is not ready to commit. And I know that you thought it was necessary when we were um, cohabitating, mm-hmm. <laughs> when we were living together, and wasn't married. You thought it was important for us to go ahead and tie the knot. And you figure I was terrified to get married because again, I came from. You know, my mom of divorce. I was like, I'm not getting married. There's no, we're already living together. We have a kid. Like, why do we need to get married? Mm -hmm. So I thought that's, you know, for you to um, step up and say, no, we need to do this in 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 God's eyes. It really, you know, helped me. Even though I was terrified, you know, I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, yes, absolutely. So uh, for any any of our listeners, um, where we're at spiritually now, we don't agree with living together. Um, if you're not married, but where we at, where we were at 24 years ago, yes, we did live together, shacked up as the, 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 the mothers of the church was shacking. Yeah. We shacked for two years before we got married. Once again, this is 24, 24 years ago. (laughs) So no, no. So here's, so here's the thing. We're going to get some people free because Mm -hmm. once again, did you hear what I said? See, you said you were shacking, but did you hear what I said before that? I said where our spiritual level is now today, we do not agree with shacking. But where we are at 24 years ago, you're babes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. So, so here's the thing. And, and, and I don't want to get off topic, but when we talk about holding each other accountable mm-hmm. and when we talk about accountability and judgment, you have to understand where an individual believer is in their spiritual walk. It might be easy for you T to say, you know what? I'm not going to go into that strip club and do X, Y, and Z. Because where your spiritual maturity is right now, you understand that one, this is going to mess me up. This is going to mess my, me up for my wife, myself, all type of things. But for somebody who still thinks it's just entertainment, but still a believer, they're not there yet. You see what I'm saying? So, yes, absolutely. 24 years ago, we, we were shacked up. We shacked up for two years before we tied the knot. But it did come up a time and a place, a point. When I, I asked my my uh, my girlfriend at the time, I said, listen, we got to get married mm-hmm. or we got to leave each other. And she'll tell you, I, I literally said that. I said, either we're going to break up or we're going to get married. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know I was brought up on in, found, in a foundation with, yes, don't be a cop out, especially when it comes to being a man, a kingdom man. Mm-hmm. You marry that woman. You make that woman legit. Yeah. You take care of her the way that God wants to bless. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, I had I, I came home and we had, a, a, as we call it, living room conversation. I say, look, where are we at? What are we going to do? I, I think this is what needs, this is what God's telling me. And she wasn't feeling it at first. <laughs> she, she, she wasn't feeling it. No, because I didn't see it. It terrified me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be married, divorced, married, divorced. Right. I didn't want to live, you know, and, and then there's no nothing, you know, no shots with my mom because she wasn't, it wasn't kingdom. So she didn't, she was a baby to the Christian faith as mm-hmm. well. She was just doing what she felt. Right. So yeah, when he, when, when focus said that, I was like, what? <laughs> everything is good. Why? Cause if I need to leave, I, I could just leave. I don't have to go through the paperwork mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah, that was real life feelings in me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Man, that was a, hey, that beginning is a rough one. Well, it's it's definitely worth, but I think you have to put the work in. So that's another thing that I think uh, a lot of marriages right now to this day are struggling with putting the work in. Once again, we're talking about 
21 years of marriage, mm-hmm. 26 years of being together in some form or fashion in a relationship. So <laughs> it's a lot of work that went into that. There's a lot of sacrifice that went into that. There's a lot of heartache that went into that because <laughs> we broke each other hearts. Uh, we, we have uh, witnessed, like I say, just about any and everything you can think of. But I think what, after all, everything God has kept us mm-hmm. in a great place. And I also think um, we were, we're very communi- We communicate a lot. Mm-hmm. Like we're not afraid. I'm not afraid to, you know, hurt your feelings and you're not afraid to hurt my feelings in a respect of saying this is what you need to do as far as like, from accountability partner. Mm-hmm. I think we, we've had that when we were dating mm-hmm. that was just very, um, just having them open hard conversations to say what we desire, what we don't like, you know, sometimes people don't want to be vulnerable with those issues and just keep it inside. So I think that gave us a chance to also grow within ourselves and love one another and embrace our differences. Yeah, we, we're definitely going to tap into the communication piece and being vulnerable and being transparent. But listen, li- listen, we got to go to break. Uh, coming up, we got a, a hot interview. Uh, I'm going to get my brother, uh, Kendall Williams, on the line, man, and talk about his new project. And we got new music. See this in 3D. All lights out for me. All lights out for me. Lightning strikes the beat. Yeah. 
Made the best tracks, it still went off the rail. Had go down, down, down. This a new town, town, town. This a new 10, 10, 10. I go in, 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 in. Here I go on a new trip. Here I go, I get too lit. Here I go, I get too rich. Here I go with a new chick. And I know what the truth is. Still playing out the two kids. It's a lot to digest. When your life always moving, architecture digest. But I need a home improvement. $60 million home. Never went home to it. Genius gone clueless. It's a whole lot to risk. Alcohol anonymous. Who's the busiest loser? Heated by the rumors. Read into it too much. Fiend in for some true love. Ask him what do you love? Hard to find what the truth is. But the truth was that the truth suck. Always in the do stuff. But this time it was too much. Everybody's so judgmental. Everybody's so judgmental. Everybody hurts. But I don't judge rentals. It was all so simple. I see you in 3D. The dawn is bright for me. No more dark for me. I know you're watching me. 80 degrees. Burning up the leaves. Finally, I'm free. Finally, I'm free. As I go out to sea, I can walk on water. Won't you shine your light? Even stop on my shoulder. Father, hold me close. Shackles on my feet, yeah, they won't let me be Won't you set me free, pray this on me Shackles on my feet, oh, they won't let me be Won't you set me free, pray this on me Pray this all on me Let me go, let me go through so much, I swear these people let my throat. That's on me, that's on mamas. On my mama, I can't take no more, so miss me with that drama. Get your commas, get your racks straight, get your facts straight. Hold me down, I rise up on them like the tax rate. Keep my past straight, never lack faith. God been working, they gon' have to hold me back, man. And tell them, tell them, tell them. You can pick a side if you wanna. You already know who I bro with. You don't want no problems with me. Shackles on my feet, yeah, they won't let me be Won't you set me free? Pray this on me Pray this on me I got them shackles off my feet, yeah, yeah Can't put me back up in the streets, yeah, yeah I couldn't move, but now I'm free, yeah, yeah I got them shackles off my feet, yeah, 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 yeah Down for me, down for me People love me, you was brown for me Round for me, all that bitterness and anger had to let it go. People talking down on me, I guess that's how it go. Let them know that's on me, yeah. Shackles on my feet, you broke the heart and now I'm free, yeah. Even in the darkest times, you kept your light on me, yeah. Got the memo, read the message, found my purpose, found my method. Only L I took was lessons. Tell them, tell them, tell them. You can pick a side if you wanna. You already know who I bro with. You don't want no problems with me. 
these shackles off my Shackles on my feet, yeah, they won't let me be Won't you set me free? Pray this on me Pray this on me I got them shackles off my feet, yeah, yeah Can't put me back up in the streets, yeah, yeah I couldn't move, but now I'm free, yeah, yeah I got them shackles off my feet, yeah, yeah I got them shackles off my feet, yeah, yeah Can't put me back up in the streets, yeah, yeah I couldn't move, but now I'm free, yeah, yeah I got them shackles off my feet, yeah, 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 yeah. To the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry just came off a music set. Listen, and we are joined, man, by Mr. Uh, I will call him Mr. Trap Gospel himself, man. Yes, sir. Kendall <laughs> Williams, what's good, bro? Hey, what's up, family? How you feeling, man? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I appreciate, man, everything you do for your ministry, man, with your artistry, man. Um, I got hip to you, man. I think the first song I heard from you personally, um, that I, I played, uh, had in rotation on the show was One Day. I believe you had a track okay. called One Day. That was that was my first introduction to you. And uh, I, mean, I ain't going to lie to you, man. You're, you, you've been going up, up, up since then, bro. Like, everything has been going up, up, up. Uh, okay. But b- before we get into the, the trap gospel and your new project, can you tell the people, we always ask if you would share with the people a little bit of your faith story, maybe kind of like how you came to Christ or maybe how you kind of had to rededicate your life to Christ? Yeah, um, that's really important, you know, especially talking about the single trap gospel, because it's really a song about my testimony, um, just to answer your question. And uh, trap gospel is a song about how I was in the streets, trapping, chasing money, material things, you know, just like it's very relatable to, to pretty much everybody in society that's not really following Christ, you know. And and my life was centered around just getting money and, you know, just, just negativity. I kind of lost sight. I was always a believer, grew up in church, you know, but I lost sight, you know, just as a teenager, as a, as a, in my 20s, just coming up. I just started, you know, just like I said, just putting other things before God, man. You know, I got in doing drugs, smoking weed and drinking alcohol, selling weed. And, you know, most of my friends, a lot of people in my neighborhood with hustlers you know like like i grew up around a lot of big hustlers you know like it was like you know it was like a movie really right. you know the, the the lifestyle that these guys they wanted to be like you know kingpins and these were the guys that were in my neighborhood these are the you know the guys we idolized and and so you know i started putting money and stuff like that before god you know i was just lost just just hustling. That was my life. And uh, fast forward, you know, I ended up doing some time for that. I finally got caught up. You know, God sat me down. And that's when I had the time to really rededicate my life because I was in a bad situation. I got locked up for pounds of weed and, and, and possession of a firearm. And that, that time was, you know, mandatory eight years that I was going to have to face. And so, you know, when you're faced with adversity like that, you know, it's either, you know, you know, you, you really just look yourself in the mirror like, hey, I, I got to make a change, man. I got to I got to do something different. I was at a crossroads where only God can help me out of that situation. You know, a lot of my friends go through that kind of stuff right now. Like 
I mentioned in the Trap Gospel song, one of my best friends growing up, he doing a life sentence now. You know, he was facing a life sentence just for two kilos of meth, you know, in possession of two kilos of meth. And these are, these are, the, type of, these are the type of guys that are my friends, you know. We're we not bad guys, but, you know, just like a lot of people, you make poor choices. But, you know, I'm, I'm making music to encourage people to, you know, give God a chance. You know, it doesn't matter if you in the trap or, or or living in sin, you know, what I just want to encourage people to do is just connect with God. You know, a lot of people out there feel like if they live in this life or they're doing this or they, they, they couldn't, they're committing these kind of sins or committing crimes or just not living right. They feel like they can't come to God. So my message to the people is let them know that it doesn't matter where you at. God still wants to bless you. He loves you. You know, even in your mess, whatever you're going through right now, whether you, you know, in the trap, whatever, God still got your back. He still got blessings in store for you. You know, that's that's amazing. And I agree with you. Do you feel like when you were coming up and, and you were, you know, running the streets a little bit, do you feel like it wasn't enough representation or enough male figures that looked like us? in the middle of the street life. Cause I, I cause I, I come from the streets too as well. And unfortunately I, I took the, the, the road of, you know, going that way too as well for, for a little bit. And God, it's all God's grace. I never got a bid and I was smart enough to get out before I did get a bid. But do you think that we need more representation like yourself? If, if do you think that would have maybe had an impact on you? Maybe not selling. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have had a great impact and that's what motivates me to do what I'm doing now. That's what motivates me to keep making, the music mm-hmm. that's what motivates me to keep going to these schools talking to the kids mm-hmm. in the streets that's what motivates me because i know what i was missing it was nobody like me out there, right you know and that's that's why i'm so committed so anybody that listens to my music anybody that buys a shirt from me supports me any kind of way i just want to let y'all know y'all supporting a guy that is really out in the community really spending time with the youth, really trying to change a generation, you know, just trying to save a life. Like I said, just to bring my best friend back up, you know, we talk all the time and he in the pen, but but we always think like, man, if only it was somebody out there that could have steered us a different direction, you know, because a lot of the kids, a lot of people, they're not, you know, bad people. It's just all about choices and all about, like you said, it's no one really, you know, standing in that gap you know, mentoring these people and, and just, you know, being a role model. So that's why Kendall Williams is here, man. Right. You know? No, that's fine. <laughs> I think we do need more disciples walking the streets in the neighborhoods where the people who need the help the most, that's the only way they're going to be able to come out because we're, we're visual. I, I, I'll be honest with yeah. you. People for, in the urban community, they everybody talks. People want to see your actions, though. They want to see that change. So until, until they see that change, they're not going to change. So that's super dope. So, man, listen, let, let, let's let's get into this music. So I see that you uh, you actually had made some music with Juicy J and Project Pat previous to you connecting with Pat on this track. So take us back to that and then bring us up to date now with this track with you and Project Pat and Zaytoven. Yeah. Um, back in I, was, I think it was back in 2013, I did a, a song with the, the, the GOAT, Juicy J, and Project Pat. We did a song called Geeked Up, you know, and this was before I was doing gospel rap. This is when, you know, this is when I was in the trap. This is when I was in the streets, you know, 
Mm-hmm. You know, so just to just to let y'all know, I mean, it was real like that, you know. But um, were, you, were you signed to a major label at the time? Were you signed? To I wasn't a label? signed to. A, I wasn't signed to a major label, but I had some situations. I was uh, working with a guy named Tony Draper from Suave House. Um, wow! Well, look, I, I love the way you you just say working with a guy named Tony Draper. So I'm 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 an <laughs> OG, of course I know Ball and G, Tony Draper, Tila. Come on, man, Tony Draper, okay. a legend. He a legend. Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, he's definitely a legend. Definitely, you know, definitely knows the game. Definitely knows the business. And he was mentoring me, putting me in the right position. And you know, that's that's the situation I was in prior to me getting locked up. So, yeah, I was really about to go, you know, all the way. You know, I had Tony Draper behind me. A lot of people just, you know, don't even, like, it's it was big, man. But God doing something new now. And, and we going all the way, no, man. Facts, facts. Me? Talk about it. Talk about it. Let's talk about yes, Trap Gospel. Sir. Yeah, Trap Gospel, October 15th. You know, we doing it again. Hey, got Big Project Pat on the record. I got the legend Zaytoven on that joint. Hey, we going all the way up, man. And we're doing it for God this time. Man, so. listen, how, how, look, how, how did you get Project Pat to spit some kingdom bars? Like, I, I didn't heard it already, so I'm like, Project Pat spitting kingdom bars. That's that's the first time I was introduced to him on that level. So how was that? Right, right. Um, It was all God, man. It was all God because what happened was he had came on the internet. I, I caught an interview. Matter of fact, I don't know if I caught it. No, somebody called me and told me your boy Project Pat online. And he talking about he doing an interview, um, talking about his faith. Mm. And so I, I caught that. So recently, I guess he rededicated his life. Wow. And Yeah. And once I seen that, I hit him a message. I just sent him a message like, you know, let, 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 let's do something, you know. And hey, man. Project Pat, he's a real one, man. He blessed me with the verse, mm-hmm. and you know I'm great respect for that man for that. Can so, we can we can we expect some most uh, tracks with you and Pat in the future? Oh, definitely, oh, definitely, man, definitely, man. I'd like to do a whole album with 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 the big homie, man. Like he, he for to me, he's one of the greatest artists, man, in the game. Yes. So yeah, yes. I great respect for him, man. I'm but praying yeah, that'll be yes, super dope. Sir. Uh, super dope. Yeah, he went he went hard on this new record, man. So. Definitely. Yo, definitely check that out. October 15th, man. He, yo, he went in on this joint. So how did you connect with Zaytoven? We know Zaytoven has always been, come on, Zaytoven's one of the GOATs. Uh, he's been putting out hits, man, for the longest. He has not, sh- he's never shied away from his faith. A lot of people don't know uh, Zaytoven is, grew up in the church, still is in the church every single week playing the organ, uh, from what I understand from conversations I've heard from him. But he's worked with Lecrae, wow. Dietrich uh, Haddon, and a lot of other gospel and Christian hip-hop artists. So how did you connect with him? You know, same, same through uh, IG. Uh, connected with him, um, just been, you know, staying tapped in, you know, I've been following him for a while, just like everybody else, you know, I've been a fan for years, so mm-hmm. it's like, it wasn't overnight, but, you know, you know, God just has perfect timing, man, and it was just time, you know, he, he said it was a go time, and, you know, he liked what I was doing, and so he, you know, got behind me, man. So it's definitely more to come. Just y'all, y'all definitely stay tuned. Me and Zaytoven, we got some more heat on the way for y'all. So, you know, definitely stay in tune for that, for sure. So I know you just dropped a project uh, this summer, right? Uh, Trap Gospel. What did you yeah. So so we got new music coming or we just, uh, we got a yeah. re- couple remixes. What we got going? 
Yeah, we got some new music coming. We play, we just putting this this remix out right now. Just you know, just let people know, hey, you know the you know the goat Zaytoven behind me now, and we taking it from there. Once this one go all the way up, hey, we are gonna jump in the studio and give y'all some more heat, man. We got some more heat in in the chamber coming for y'all for sure. So, so what? When you talk about the inspiration with your music and everything you're trying to do with your artistry, I know you you want to speak to the streets. What's what's your message um, to the church? Because I, I think you do a good job to the to the streets, but also you know some churches still are not even allowing for yeah. like you to even come in and perform because they say. <laughs> No, let's let's right. be real. Let's talk about yeah. it. I mean, and they you feel know, like it's not gospel music when it really is. You got a message. The the right. way you uh, present your art form is a way that people receive it and people love it. So why do you think the church still has a a, a box on what they uh, want to receive? I want to say first, you know, much love to all the churches out there. I have never felt like they try to put me in a box. I'm gonna be honest. Okay, you know, somehow God just has me talking to the streets more. But I have performed at a lot of churches, you know, good, especially good. in today's society. They want me to come now because, you know, the kids running wild. And so they're like, hey, Kendall, I know you got a word for them. So maybe a couple of years ago, it might not have been a good fit. But churches, you know, they're more open minded now, you know. Mm-hmm. And and um, I do talk a lot to the streets, but I, I wanted to say that when y'all check out my latest album, Trap Gospel, You'll see that. Well, actually, all the projects I put out, I always talk to the streets as well as the church as well. I make real gospel music. I got a joint on there called Let's Go to Church. I got a joint on there called The Holy Ghost. You know, so my music, it's it's, it's, it's real faith driven. I, I talk about Jesus Christ in every song. You know, I don't try to figure out something else to talk about. That's my mission. So every song you listen to me, you're going to hear about Christ. But it sounds so good, you think you listen to street music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? So so it's always authentic gospel music, and I'm always really faith-based. And I put a lot of Bible verses in my music as well. You yeah, know, you, do. Just, you, do. you know what I'm saying? So you, you can get everything in there. You can get praise and worship off my album. I got a lot of praise and worship. You just got to, you know, really tap in, you know? No, that's amazing. What's your thoughts, man, with everything, man, with more artists on the mainstream coming forth and sharing their faith and their music? We know Kanye has been doing his thing for a couple of years now. Chance the Rapper, Justin Bieber. What's your thoughts? Do you think it's a good look, finally, for mainstream yeah. artists to be more yeah. vocal about their faith? Oh, yeah. I think it's awesome. What Kanye has done is, man, man, it's been awesome because God is using that to really just soften people up to accept gospel music, you know, because now it's like, like, if you told somebody I'm a gospel rapper a few years ago, they really didn't have no reference to that. They didn't even know, like, a lot of people did never heard of any gospel rappers at all. And so, now they're like, oh, oh, you make music like Kanye. Uh, you know, they just have, you know, they're more accepted to it now. Like, okay, yeah, no, nah, that's dope, that's fine, you know what I mean? So, I, I love what Kanye did, and and that album he put out, the last album, I mean, it's it best best album I heard in years for, for me. Yes, so. yeah, it's pretty fire to me too as well. Listen, uh, if you could pick two artists, dead or alive, any genre, who who, who would you want to work with? Any genre, 
Any genre, uh, dead or alive. Well, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Kanye. I'm gonna go with Kanye. Okay. And uh that's a tough one. I'm I'm good with okay, yay. And uh DJ Khaled. Another one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hey, yes, if you sir. if you could leave the people, man, with some last words, what would your last words be, man, before God calls you to heaven? What would you want to leave the people with? I would want to lead the people and let them know, hey, t- tomorrow's not promised. So accept Jesus Christ now to have that, that afterlife insurance, okay? Accept Jesus in your heart as your Lord. All you have to do is believe that he died for all the mistakes you've made, that he died for the sins that you've made. And then that's a free gift in the heaven. That's from here. So... You know, that's what I would leave y'all. It's very important to accept Christ and so many blessings to just accepting Jesus. And I also want to say that, like I said, you don't have to be perfect to be saved to accept Jesus. You can still be living in sin. You can still be hustling. You can still be dancing in the strip club. That does not disqualify you from accepting Jesus. So wherever you at right now, just give him a chance in your life and watch he, he going to take your life to the next level. Trust me. Hey, Kendall, tell the people how they can connect with you, how they can follow you on all your social media platforms, and how they can stream all your music. Yes, sir. Y'all can check with me. Y'all can follow me on IG Live. I mean, y'all can follow me on IG, Kendall Williams, K-E-N-D-A-L-L-W-M-S, on all platforms. Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L-L-W-M-S, all platforms. Listen, go ahead and introduce your new track, man, Trap Gospel, the remix. Trap Gospel remix, man. We're going all the way up featuring the, the GOAT, Zaytoven, and the GOAT Project, Pat. Let's go. Keep it locked. You tuned in to The Fix. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Kendall Williams, Williams featuring Project Pat. Yeah, it's it's going, up. going up. Trap Gospel. This your boy Zaytoven checking in. And we got a banger. It's going banana. Going bonkers. Yes, sir. It's that time. All gas, no brakes. Believe that. My best friend locked up is no life sentence. And every night I'm on my knees praying for forgiveness. That's why you see me with a chain with a cross pendant. If I say I'm putting God first, I meant it. Got through the losses, now I'm winning. 2013, I was on trial like OJ Simpson. Yeah, I was slipping. Ooh, I was slipping. I'm repping God to the death now, no my lifestyle, do something different. I gave my life to Jesus Christ, now I'm a Christian. Ignore the critics, don't care what no one's saying. Cause they won't with me when I was locked up in the cage. Where was you with my homeboy pass away? RP to grandma, see you one day. I miss the funerals, locked up by the state. Now I'm showing love, ain't no more hate. I got love with Jesus Christ, yeah, he changed my ways. Now you Catch me on Sunday giving God a praise Cause my life could have been a waste But Jesus says That's what God is all about Amazing grace Our Father, with y'all in heaven I pray every day that you keep me away from trouble I'm fighting every day to save me from the devil And I can't lose now, nah, I'ma do better, yeah Die, King of God, die, will be done I pray every day that you keep me away from 
toast in the salsa. Feds took me down straight, straight Ricky Rosa. My life was out of bounds, robbery charge, major loser. Friends on the stand, you can't trust major crosser. Butter, butter. Can't blame a soul, shouldn't have chose to be a criminal. Wasn't listening to the Lord, but now I hear him though. Had that hardness in my heart, life was miserable. My cell was like a bathroom, ain't unlivable. But the Lord opened my understanding and through his grace, I'm rightly standing and day by day, I'm walking hand in hand. Day by day, I'm walking hand in hand. Our Father, we're child in heaven. I pray every day that you keep me away from trouble. I'm fighting every day to send from the devil and I can't lose now. No, I'm going to do better, yeah. Die, King of God, die with was preferred trapping all day selling bags up on the curb i needed money had bills up on the first baby more pregnant needed money up in the purse no direction got it so i did what i observed so the dope boys eating good so i gotta pick the serve thought i was getting what i really deserve all i wanted was to make cheddar and get cake for dessert i didn't know i was making my life worse headed for destruction it was a gift and a curse Facing all the repercussions for everything I did All the times I was hustling But God taught me a lesson If I keep him first, my life will be You tune back into the fix, your source of faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry uh, So we, we might even play that later um, Yeah, but yeah, welcome back, welcome back We appreciate the uh, hot interview with Kendall Williams We still have a hot interview coming up Um top of the hour with Stephen Malcolm so definitely keep it locked with that I'm still blessed to have my beautiful and gorgeous uh, Miss Focus, my wife uh, blessing the airways with us today we've been talking relationships um, thank you for coming into our living room conversations as we call them uh, so we, 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 we opened up a little bit talking about prayer, the importance of prayer within a marriage and developing that prayer um, relationship um, personally with God. Um, before we went to um, music break, you talked a little bit about being more vulnerable and being transparent. Speak a little bit to that. Um, I know you share a lot of just different stories on a lot of the women that you talk with and it's within your circle of being transparent to help the development of their spiritual walk. So just speak a little bit to that if you don't mind. Yeah. So just um, I think in order for us to be successful Christians, we have to be just transparent about our story. Our story came from God. And if he allowed us to go, if he brought it to us, he allowed us to go through it. So we should be sharing it with others so they can go have the same success. So, yeah, I just I just think, you know, even when we we speak to some of our um, ment- our, ment- our marriage couples, um, we just challenge them to be transparent with us so we can help them in their relationship prosper. So um, just being transparent from a, from a perspective of just being honest, being authentic 
um, allowing people to um, sometimes being transparent and using your vulnerability can be um, scary because people may not have the pure intentions or the pure motives to put your story out there. They might just be using it to judge you or talk or gospel behind you, but you have to do that for the glory of God, fall on that sword for him to say he's going to get the glory regardless. So, yeah, I just think um, it's important to do that. And like I was sharing with you how I respect some of the ladies that some just Christian woman of God that I, um, Priscilla Shira talks about her um, marriage struggles or uh, Michelle Obama talks about how her and um, former President Barack had to go to counseling and, and things like that is how it's important to let people know that, yes, we love God. Yes, we love each other, but we also have to go have that mediator or that person to say, okay, this is the area in the season that we're going through right now. And, and Hey, we need help. So yeah, that's pretty much, um, you know, being vulnerable. And, um, sometimes you have to put yourself out there just to get the glory of God to help somebody else. Do you think couples, married couples should have goals? And I, I know that sounds like a dumb question, but I think a lot of marriages, uh, they don't have this talk about, goals and where they see themselves, not only spiritually, but financially, emotionally. Um, when you talk about setting up generational wealth, when you talk about breaking down barriers of toxics, um, toxic things that has been ingrained in us from the way we were raised and whatnot, do you think how high is that on your level? Um, marriage goals. It's pretty high. I'm very goal oriented. Um, just personal. I know that's why I, just being personal, um, I I challenge myself to be that better better wife, reading books, reading and trying to understand men, trying to understand what men need, um, how to be a successful wife, just regular books or Christian, you know, in, in the word of God. So, yeah, I try to maintain my, my myself, my physique, my in all areas, just, you know, making sure that I'm living a holistic life and making sure that um, as well as my daughter. Trying to be that, you know, that um, raising myself to challenging myself to even just be a better mom because by her, she's an adult now. I can't be that same person who I was when she was six. Now she's, you know, she's a grown woman with her own with her own family. So I try to grow in that area and just be where she's at as well. So, yeah, I think having goals, I think personal goals, like you have your personal goals, I have personal goals, and then we get together as a unity and have our marriage goals and where we want to go. We talked about having a summer home, you know, after retirement. So we already talking about that. (laughs) So, yeah, I think um, just having two types of goals, your personal life goals as well as your marriage goals and then the, the goals and relationships that you have outside of that as well. You know, it's been rough this last um, almost year and a half now since we're, you know, we, we've pretty much come out of the pandemic, but we're still in it, if that makes sense. Why do you think so many marriages crumbled during the pandemic? Uh, we know for a fact uh, some of it was on a financial level, but I, I argue that a lot of them just were breakdowns of communication, lack of communication, lack of understanding who their spouse really was. So, you know, speak a little bit about that too, as well, with just some of the, you know, the stories we've heard and some of the conversations we've been in through the pandemic and marriage itself crumbling. Yeah, I think for everyone, I know for me, it was just trauma, just considering the fact that our lives were shattered. Everyone's lives were shattered during COVID. Even now, you know, just loss of jobs, um, dealing with the um, stress of the fear of having a, 
pandemic. I'm thinking about coronavirus. Am, am I going to be the next one to be infected? So mm-hmm. I think a lot of that had to do with the, just just stress that was going on in the world and then the pressure of, that we're facing today of whether do you shut your business down? Can I go to work when the church closed down? I mean, all of that was a strenuous a strength on everyone's lives. And then you you put us in the house with one another, which is in marriage. You put your put us together one another and some people may not have that challenge you figure you spent eight to ten hours outside the house at work going to the store afterwards now everybody's at home yeah that 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 that's interesting but you know for me i think it also (laughs) yeah yeah you and i had those heated fellowships it's Uh like what Uh at least i thank god that our house is a nice size that we can go Far, uh-huh. far, far away from uh-huh. each other. Uh-huh. But that's just being real. It was something different. We we had to adjust to each other. Yeah. And it was it was something new for us. But I think it brought for thank by the glory of God, it brought us closer because mm-hmm. we we've always been commuted. We always communicated with each other. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I was okay with it. I think you were not. No, it was. I'm an extrovert. Right, and it was totally different for you because you were used to going to work, mm-hmm. being around. You know out in the world to, you know, you all of a sudden had to start working from home um, every day. Well, I'm cooking more. Uh-huh. You want a plate? That's all. Yeah, that was new. <laughs> if we at home more with each other, that means my duties went up. So... <laughs> Are you upset that your business would have a little bit? I mean, by the grace of God, I, I kept seeing them little hymns in the kitchen. <laughs> they sound like uh, uh, Negro spirituals. <laughs> well, you sure they was hymns or Negro spirituals? <laughs> it's real. You want me to be real, right? No, absolutely. Absolutely. So speak about the importance of date night. I, I see a lot of people who they get married. They let time go by five, six, ten years. And it's like they don't know how to still date each other and and, and just show um, that level of intimacy outside of sexual intimacy with each other and like each other. So how important is, you know, date night within our relationship and just your experience from, you know, women you've talked to and encourage them to make sure they keep that date night going? Yeah, I think it's important, especially I think those who have um, children, when you become, I know when you and I became empty nesters, it was like, cool. We was more excited. It was like, hallelujah. <laughs> it's like we went back to Love high you, school because <laughs> we were like really enjoying ourselves. And we, but we built to have that because we, we, we spoke and enjoyed each other while she was in the house. So when she did go and, you know, when she did finally leave and go to college and did her own thing, we, we was, it was like normal because we, we, we had already done the work. But I think a lot of, um, couples make excuses oh we don't have time we don't have a babysitter and you know we share this with couples and say you don't even it doesn't even have to be this this fancy um you know night out all the time sometimes it could just be in your pajamas sitting in the living room watching netflix Mm -hmm. it's just that time that y'all spending together and then sometimes you and i we will sit at the table and just talk i think of that as date night anytime you and i are together and we're just you know, having that heart to heart conversation or whatever we talking about, I think is so important because you think about it when your your children are going, 
if you have children, your children are going to get grown and they're going to leave the house. But I'm stuck with you guys. They know we're to death goes apart. So this is the person I need to invest in the most. So and you do. A, I think you do a very good job with that. Um, we've grown to this level of maturity and accepting each other and understanding each other. And um, yeah. Looking forward to seeing how this goes <laughs> in the next few years. The next twop, you know what I'm saying? Next 30. Yeah, it's so, not easy. So, no, it's not easy. And I think uh, for us, uh, something that helped me, I, when I was able to understand that, listen, I need to learn you, mm-hmm. I think a lot of marriages crumble because they don't want to learn their spouse. Remember, <laughs> well, I, I put this back in perspective because a lot of people forget this. My whole uh, purpose within my marriage is to make sure you're happy. Mm-hmm. Right. Your whole purpose within the marriage is supposed to make me happy. Yep. And you taught me that because no, I was the opposite. I'm like, what? <laughs> my expectation was off. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Your expectations were off. Why? Because it was about me. Okay. Like you said in, in our last segment that I was a very selfish person. Very. Mm-hmm. So you had to, you know, explain that to me. And I came with a lot of resistance with that because I was independent. You know, mm-hmm. it was all about my happiness. So, mm-hmm. no, I didn't understand the true marriage, mm-hmm. the true meaning of a marriage of duties and responsibility to someone else. No, mm-hmm. that doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> I mean, it does not. <laughs> But yeah. Well, so so God God designed it that way so that way we can connect and be one. But the only way we could be one if we could uh, one respect each other's differences, learn from each other's differences, but grow with each other. But also remember, I, they always say you know, and I get they use the wife as the helpmate. But I would argue we help. We're supposed to help each other. Absolutely. I, you know, God has charged me to be the priest, the prophet of the household mm-hmm. and to lead to the best of my ability. But even with that being said, he blessed me with you. So if he blessed me with you and you have all these different things that you bring to the table, it's OK, too, as well, to let you be you. Why is that important for you to, to see your spouse as a blessing? Because a lot of people don't do that. Um, For me personally, I, I think. <laughs> So, so life itself is a blessing. Mm-hmm. So for God to bless me with somebody who can love me unconditionally for who I am, because I'm a mess. I, I'm the first one to admit it and be able to be there for me through it all. That's a blessing. So if I don't honor that, what am I doing? Because at the end of the day, when I look at marriage, God honors the marriage because we keep him at the center. But because the way I treat you, it's biblical. If I'm out of line to a certain extent, some of my prayers will be hindered. Mm-hmm. So I have to make I sure. I remind you that sometimes. You do, and you use that to your advantage. But that's a whole nother subject because <laughs> uh, that's not biblical. That's just you and your feelings. Because, yeah, I can get on these feelings, too, as well. We, you know, Jasmine spoke, make the song. Feelings. You know, all of y'all feelings. But, you know. Um, yes, understanding that blessing that God gave me with it, with you and honoring that, mm-hmm. that's, that, that's, that's major to me. Like I, I want to make sure I honor that. I, and I fall short. I, I don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Some days I'm in my feelings. Some days I'm not myself. Some days I have an attitude because of life and finances or whatever it may be come my way, but I still have to come back at the end of the day. So, you know what, when I finally Come back around full circle. Hey, accountability. Bay, I was out of pocket. I shouldn't have said X, Y, and Z. Boom, 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 boom. Let's see how we can grow. Uh, another thing I appreciate from our date nights, you, you said something real, real big. The living room talks, mm-hmm. the table talks. 
some of my most um some of my greatest conversations have been on our date nights mm-hmm. because I've get I've gotten a chance to know you on another level. And I think sometimes couples miss that. They miss that opportunity to just sit down, let their hair down and just talk to each other, understand each other. Mm-hmm. How could how can I help you get to maybe a struggle that you're struggling with? How can you help me? With the something that I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. We talked about how we developed a a stronger prayer life when we started sitting down and looking at scripture together. Oh, yeah. Started talking about how we saw the scriptures from my point of perspective, my, my point of view and your point of view. And how do they mesh? You know, what, what can I learn from how you see it? What can you learn from how I see it? So I always tell couples, y'all on the same team. Why are y'all competing against each other? Right. There's no win in that. It's, yeah. Yeah. Somebody's going to win and it's not going to be the glory of God. I don't know what to say. Listen, we, we got more of these uh, living room talks coming up, uh, conversations as we call it, man. I'm blessed with my wife here. We talk in relationships, kingdom uh, perspectives on marriage. We got a hot interview coming up too as well with Stephen Malcolm. I, I keep trying to find the words to say I, Oh, when you say, you say, don't worry I gotta trust that you got me Hold me together, no worries No worries, yeah Cause you said what you say All I gotta do is rest in it Cause you're the only one who handles it I've been gone for some troubles in my life Now I see the other side I know he's working it off on my side He stays on time, ain't no luck Always holding my hand in the middle Keeping me safe, never let go I know he's working it off on my side He stays on time, ain't no luck Always holding my hand in the middle Keeping me safe, never let go I know that you're the only one who can do what you say And it's been too good, I just gotta let you know that I gotta let you know, yeah And whatever you desire, you already got that Cause you said what you say, yeah All we gotta do is rest in it yeah. Cause he's the only one who handles it I've been gone for some troubles in my life Now I see the other side I know he's working it off on my side He stays on time, ain't no luck Always holding my hand in the middle Keeping me safe, never let go
track right now you tuned into the fix you tuned back into the fix your source for faith infused hip-hop r&b and poetry just came off a music set and listen we join uh i, I would argue man by one of one of the the under underrated uh mcs man is chh man um i don't think we hear his name enough man when we talk about uh the 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 rushmore the mount rushmore list for the chh artists man so i'm excited man to have this interview today man with my brother my midwest brother Stephen mockham what's good bro yes sir what's happening my brother how you doing man it's a pleasure to be on here man good morning man i i appreciate you man taking the time out man and i and i'm really uh sincere when i say man uh <laughs> i don't think people talk about your music enough man and i love just the way you present yourself, man, you are humble um, when you could really be flexing. I'm just being honest. Like, <laughs> I, so, I, so I love that humility part about you, man. But let's hop into it, man. Um, can you share with the people who may not know you maybe a little quick uh, version of your faith story, maybe how you came to Christ or maybe how you rededicated your life to Christ? Yeah, most definitely. So, yeah, my name is Stephen Malcolm. I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan, the mighty Midwest itself. Um, I grew up, um, actually a little bit in Kalamazoo, Michigan, but my dad, he's Jamaican. He got busted for drugs. So they deported him back to Jamaica when I was nine. And then, uh, my mom, she was addicted to alcohol. So kind of grew up like, you know, fatherless mom struggling with this alcohol addiction. So grew up, you know, saying, look at some of my brothers in the streets and, and who's hooping, grew up playing basketball and that was me in high school, like, like that dedicated Hoop Dreams player. And you know, saying going to all the parties, like did not grow up a Christian at all, man. That was like the furthest thing from my mind growing up. I just wanted to party, get girls and play basketball. That was my thing. And uh, then in, in 2010, I graduated high school and was going on to college, man. And, and feeling that feeling of like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a man, but... I really don't feel like, you know what I'm saying, I got purpose. And, you know, being fatherless, I just never had direction. And that was really pressing on my heart. And, like, basketball really wasn't going anywhere. My life wasn't going anywhere. My my family situation was insanely crazy and hectic and chaotic. And uh, so then suddenly everybody just started talking about this hip-hop church around me. And I'm like, bro, like, hip-hop and Jesus, how does that even, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I was... I lived in the hip-hop culture. I grew up in it, and it's just like, man, like, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, like, grandmama went to church, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. We just went because she kind of made us go on Sunday. And so everybody kept talking about this this hip-hop church, man. And so I checked it out one night, man, and and where I was in life, like I said, man, I was I was searching for identity. I was searching for purpose, and, and you know what I'm saying? Pops wasn't there. Mom's, uh, you know what I'm saying, really couldn't feel, feel that role in, in, in a young man's life for me. Um, and so God met me where I was at, bro, at a hip-hop church, a church that spoke my language, man. And, you know what I'm saying, I seen young black and brown people that, that dress like me, that, that talk like me, but they love Jesus, bro. And, and just the message struck me. It was one of them things that, that I felt convicted right then and there, man, and I felt the tug on my heart, and I just ended up submitting to the Lord uh, when I was, like, 19 in 2010. 
at a hip hop church called the edge here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And, um, yeah, man, the rest is history. Still to this day, I, I, I help lead worship at the same church, man. Oh, that's amazing, man. So talk yeah. talk a little bit about the process, though. So, you know, like you say, you kind of like new to the faith in 1920. Talk about the transformation process, because I think we don't share a little bit of those stories a lot. Like, was it yeah. was it an easy transition for you? Like, did you start going to like church on the regular and getting involved in ministry? Or did you kind of like go here and there and kind of was still like dibbling and dabbling in, you know, yeah. your lustful desires that you probably was doing before you knew? Um, you know, you were supposed to change. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kept on going, man. And it was a situation where I was catching a city bus by myself and just going just because I just felt like, man, my my life was just crazy, bro. Like we really get into it. Like my mom, like she remarried and then moved. And then my sister, she was working at a strip club with, with a cocaine addiction. She was just coming home at night with wow. dudes and doing coke and drinking and, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing. And so I didn't want to stay there no more. So I just bounced and stayed at a house with, like, a lot of my big homies. Basically, it was a house with a lot of the homies. And, you know what I'm saying, like, play video games, had parties, and there was a studio in the basement. Mm-hmm. And so, like, me, I was just like, you know, call girls to come hang out and pick me up so I can go out and do things and then come back to this house and just be there playing games and be in the studio. And I'm 19, bro. Like, I'm like, what kind of life is this, man? So that's, it was like, I needed a turning point. And so there was nothing going on besides, okay, every Saturday I got this church thing now. Mm. So during the week, it's just craziness hanging with the homies doing wild and out things. But then on Saturdays, it's this church thing. and, And then, it took two months, man. It took the Lord two months of just conviction, conviction to really like, okay, like, man, there was a situation that just like, I really like started to really believe, okay, like this isn't for me no more. The Lord is calling the boy. And so I hit up the pastor on Facebook and was like, hey, man, like, you know, I think the Lord is calling me. And so he started meeting with me like once a week at Panera Bread. And wow. just basically discipling yeah. me, bro. Took me under his wing. Pastor Troy Evans uh, discipled me. And then basically after a year, so from 2010 to 2011, I just got rooted in the Lord, bro. Like, I took it serious. Like, things that I, I, I take serious, I become very passionate about. And Jesus became one of them. And I didn't want to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. But I'm out here living like Stephen Malcolm wants to live. Like, no, I wanted to be a follower of Christ, a man after God's heart, for real, for real. And so I took a year, bro, to like be studying my scriptures, to surround myself with accountability, with homies from church, consistently meeting up with my pastor and and being discipled and being sharpened and just really being about it, bro. And then after a year, the pastor was just like, okay, it's time to serve. You Mm. know what I mean? And so get up out your seat. How you going to serve God's people? How you going to serve the church? And he's like, I see you be rapping a little bit, you know, with your homies. Uh, how about hopping on the worship team? So I was like, all right, bet. That's how I'll serve. And I hopped on the worship team. And, bro, it's crazy because, bro, I did covers of KB records. That's how I learned how to rap fast. Mm. Is, uh, we, we, we led worship with, uh, I think it was like uh, Saints or or one uno uno sense or something like that like we would do covers of like reach records artists and then write our own records for worship and it's crazy because i would lead worship with kb records 
And now I just dropped a record with him yesterday. Yeah. It's just full circle, man, what the Lord did, bro. So, yeah, I started leading worship. And that's how it all sparked, bro. Like, I got on stage, man, and the Lord used me, bro. And that was, like, I was like, this is it. Like, this is, this is, this is, this is me. This is my element. Oh, man. So it was, that was that, man. The Lord, you know, showed me who I was in him, man. And it felt amazing, bro. And, and I didn't want to be a rapper right off that, honestly, like, because, you know, Grand Rapids, everybody was, you know, what they burnt cds with a permanent marker yo check out my my tape you know what i mean and you tell somebody you a rapper they're like oh, okay you know what i mean like so i didn't want to be that but nah man like the lord i just really felt it on my heart and i prayed bro like and i got on my knees bro it was one of those like it wasn't no you know lord woo. like it was like all right lord like i was working at nordstrom at the time in retail for like five years and i was just like lord if this is really something you want me to do really really let me know and uh, he did, man. And I started taking it serious in 2012 and got signed in 2016. And boom. No, that's fire. So so talk a little bit about uh, who were some of your inspirations musically growing up? Like so to paint this picture, because I really want to paint this picture of who you are as an artist. And a lot of times we negate the, the influence that we had, even though we changed our life. So who were some of the musical influences yeah. for you growing up? Most definitely. My first one was Bob Marley. Like growing up in my household, all my dad would play is Bob Marley. You know, I can see that. I I can see that. (laughs) I I literally remember the cassette tapes, bro. He had the cassette tapes in the in the whip. I remember to this day him playing it. So grew up on Bob Marley and Reggae in the household as as a child, and then as like as a kid, I discovered Michael Jackson, bro. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And the entertainer so that's why if you ever see my show bro like me like there's dancing there's 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 performing you know what i mean and so i was actually a dancer before i even ever started rapping so yeah bro bob marley and michael jackson bro those are my two like foundational you know what I'm saying musical inspirations and then when it comes to like hip-hop i would say lil wayne bro like mm-hmm. I can remember since like the little iPod, little square iPods, bro. I was listening to, you know, saying the droughts, the Carters, the dedications. I was the mixtape Wayne guy, bro, all through high school. That's all I had on my iPods. So, yeah, man. How would you, uh, how would you typically uh, describe the music that you're looking to create? We know it's CHH, but what's your thought process when you go into the studio and you look to create? Yeah, man. Uh, I, I think it's about honestly, like just inspiration, bro. Like I'm such a passionate person. Mm. And so when I, when I, when I get in the studio, all I think about is like, who can I inspire with, you know what I'm saying? With, with this, whoever's putting it on, like, it's just pure, like passion and inspiration and just the ability right now to change not only my life, because this is what God has called me to do, but millions of other people's lives because there's power in what I do, bro. So that's what gets me on fire, bro. That's good. So with you being so bold, man, do you do you ever feel like you're going to get some flack for being so bold? Because I think certain artists like yourself and Bizzle, and I can name some more artists, like you guys, like you said, you're you being real and transparent, but it's a boldness yeah. that talks about sometimes, let's be honest, Issues we want to we don't want to deal with as believers. Yeah, boy, listen, dog. <laughs> like, like, 
like, like, like, like I say all the time, I think we put on these masks so much that we only want to deal with the issues we want to deal with, like the LGBT community or uh, politics or whatever it may be. But no, nah, let's let's talk about all of them, you know. So yeah, speak a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, bro, I don't, I don't got flagged from day one, bro. Like, and it's because yeah, like I'm, I'm bold, and I'm just like, and I, I always revert back to like my thought process a lot of times mm-hmm. like i mean i've only really been saved what's like 12 12 years so like i didn't grow up a christian and so like then you see a lot of my videos specifically like my videos and my content and, and what goes behind my thought in that like a lot of it is like not christian-esque bro Right, and then even even my bars and some of my references is just sometimes like my A and R be like, you gotta scale back a little bit on, on that. That's a little too, a little too touchy right now. Or then like in my art cover, like I wanted to put some real political stuff. It's, it's just I just never want to like box in my creativity, bro. Ever dumb down anything just because you know I'm worried about what people will say, like. You know what I'm saying? I know where my heart's at at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. I trust where my heart's at because, like, I trust, you know what I'm saying, my accountability. I trust where I'm at mentally, spiritually, and physically. So, yeah, bro, I, I just go, bro. And, yeah, I've literally, even to my songs, bro, like, with Andale, bro, like, dog. <laughs> like, I was told I couldn't even, like, th- like, that's not even worship. You know what I mean? But it's just like, yo, there's multiple like people like getting divorces in churches because of people being sneaky freaky, bro. You know what I mean? Like that's a big problem. And especially when it comes to like Christians, like that's the thing, like, you know what I'm saying? Like cats are just always pointing out, man, is the nastiness that goes on in church. And yeah, we got all these songs about, you know, we go hard for the Lord and we dope in the Lord and Jesus. But where's those conviction songs? Like I remember listening to killer, from rehab, uh, from Lecrae, you know what I mean? And like really being convicted and wanting to grow, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it's just like, I really made a record for conviction and, and empowering faithful men to their wives and people are confused and, oh, how is this Christian? Well, how is all the sneaky freaky in church Christian? <laughs> right. So. Yes, and I, and I love that man. You, you've you've been able to do that, like I said, and a lot of other artists have been uh, more transparent and start telling stories. And I think I think that's what the issue is. I think, <laughs> and and I talk about this all the time, and people uh, flack me for calling it faith infused music because that's what I. I, I consider it kind of going in that way. I think it's okay for you to be transparent and tell a story, but if you don't mention like scriptures all the time or Jesus references in particular songs, I think it's still meat and it's faith infused to where you can grow from it. Cause you're right. Uh, for that person who's struggling with por- pornography or struggling with going to strip clubs or struggling with, like you said, just staying faithful to his wife or that lady, you know, struggling, staying faithful to her husband. We need to make more real music. Like, I, I, I think people have lost the essence of what music is really, really about. Like music makes you feel a certain way. When you put a song on, 
it, it, it should speed your spirit. This is why we, 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 we talk about the mainstream and the power they have. And unfortunately, sometimes some artists use their platforms and they're leading people astray. But that's a whole nother conversation. But I, I think us as believers, we need to get past that, man. So I, I, I'm, I'm grateful yeah. that you, you going in that way. So let's talk about this new single, man. Talk about, man, just everything. How you connected with KB to make it happen. Um, what was your thought yeah. process about making this song? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So it's been dope, bro, because KB, like, he was actually the first, like, big CHH artist to reach out to me. Uh, mm. I was working in the back, bro, at, at Nordstrom. I was in the back, and I looked at my phone. I got a follow from KB, bro, to check if it was really him, bro. Right. And then when I, when I got signed, when I first got signed, um, I don't know if it, people remember. They probably do, but uh, he actually put me on Sideways Remix with Holland. Yep. And uh, that was, like, a really big, like, that's when people started, like, oh, Steven Malcolm, so that was dope. Like, and so we go back, you know, on the tempo tour. So he's always been a homie. But this time, like, I've just always been waiting to cook the right record, bro. And, you know what I'm saying? I locked in for this album. And I had this one. And, you know what I'm saying? The hook, I'm saying pass on point like Brady. Tom Brady's my favorite quarterback. And so else is gonna be on it then Tampa Bay's own yeah, Kevin Burgess so had to get the homie KB on it man so as soon as I cooked it the first rough I shot it to him and was like bro this is you and he said yes sir so we we locked in bro so yeah man I'm, I'm super excited about this record bro and like I said it's full circle with the whole like I led worship with this cat song and now we got a record together so it's dope no, that's fire. So talk about the new project you got uh, that you're working on, that you got coming out, and what can we expect? Yeah, man. So I got this album, bro. And I'm going to keep on saying this album, bro, because like you said, bro, you feel like I am one of the, like, slept on, bro, underrated, bro. And yes, like, I feel the same way, bro. Like, I, I be seeing it, bro. I be dropping records and they're fire records and the content is fire, bro. I go on tour. I got the most fire set, bro. I got the hype this set. We raging out here, bro. But cast is still sleep. And it's because I'm just quiet, bro. I'm like you said, I'm humble, bro. Like I be like this in person. I'm just chill. I'm laid back, bro. And yeah, saying like I, I took so long. This is my third album. I've been signed for four years, bro. And this is the first album that I'm actually working with my peers as your KBs, as the people in the culture, bro. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is needed in the music industry um, is, is those features, bro. And I've, 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 I've neglected them for a reason, bro. And it's because I'm a real individual dog. Like, and you are too, bro. I recognize that at the show because respect, bro. Absolutely. You know and um and I laid back, bro. For these years, my my chill self. I've been introduced to everybody in the industry, bro. And real will always recognize real, bro. I come from the gutter, bro. I can sniff out real individuals and fake people who wear the masks, bro. And it took me, you know, what I'm saying three years to to know who's my homie. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Like that's how I roll, bro. Like, I don't work with anybody. I'm signed to the one of the biggest labels in Christian music. I can work with anybody, bro. Mm -hmm. And I did that for my first two albums when it comes to, like, the playing the game thing. That's why you see the, you know what I'm saying, the certain songs that got the five million these and this and this and that. But it's just like, okay, now I know my why. Now I know 
the direction I want to go, the sound and the music that I want to make. And I got the capacity and ability and relationships to work with who are the real ones that I'm going to work with, bro. Mm -hmm. So this album, this this album, bro, I got all my real ones, bro, that are really homies, bro, that I really rock with. It's full of uh, features, bro. And it's just literally like I got a a, a pack, bro, a, a beat pack from two producers, one named Damey, who he's a homie from uh, Amsterdam. And then the other one is Bugs, who uh, produced Donda. Okay. Them two, bro. They're the only, like, the only two producers on the whole album. I got an Airbnb here in Grand Rapids for the weekend, bro. Wrote the whole album, bro. There ain't no co-writes, nothing, bro. It's me and the features, bro. Heavy CHH homies who are really real ones. And then the biggest artist here from Grand Rapids, the biggest producer here in Grand Rapids. And, bro, this album is nuts, bro. Okay, okay. When, when, when you dropping it? When you dropping it? January. January. Okay. It's coming January, bro. My next, The next single is coming in December, dog. I can't wait. The next single is going to be so hard. Okay. Let yeah, me know. So, so Let- all that all that underrated slept on. Yeah, bro. People about to wake up, bro. Quick. Okay. 2022, Let- bro. It's, it's wake up time. Let me know too as well. If you have a listening party, you know I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. That ain't that, that's a small little ride for me. I I tiptoe, yes. man. You know. So yeah, speaking yes, of uh, speaking of uh Kanye, I gotta get a Kanye question in, then I'm gonna let you go. Uh you man. know, uh, a couple weeks ago, man, Kanye was uh took over the the top two hundred gospel billboard, and a lot of believers lost their mind. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't understand. Um, yeah. How Kanye West took over every spot in the top 200 on the billboards, the top 20 in the top 200, forgive me, on the gospel billboard charts. Speak a little bit about, um, in your opinion, um, the, the impact Kanye has had um, and also to as well. Do you feel like this is a real transformation in Kanye? Because that's been the question. A lot of people don't think Kanye's for real, that he's just doing yeah. it. So speak, you know, from your yeah. personal opinion. So my personal opinion is, yes, like, I believe that that the transformation is real. Um, I'm semi, like, I'm semi, like, in the kind of, like, I, I hear things because not a lot of people know, but Tony Williams is signed to our label. And Tony Williams is his cousin, who is his music director for the Sunday services. Absolutely. And, and so, like... You know, like, there's certain things I hear, like, yo, like, I, I really, like, he's for real, bro. Like, he's really, like, trying to walk this thing out for the Lord, bro. And even in his music, I feel like when you, when I heard Jesus is King, it reminded me a lot of my first project. My When I became a Christian, like I said, when I was a new believer, mm-hmm. I quoted the scriptures, every line, and sa- said the cheesy, yes, and, like, gospel rap lines that are cookie cutter like that's what we did as new believers i feel like every new believer rapper did that and so to see kanye do it it's like okay well you know maybe he's gearing real and then certain like trials and tribulations you see his life like okay like it just reminded me of like certain things that believers would go through but the thing that people have to remember this is what frustrates me man like in of course, you know, Christians are going to be the first to do it and be mad. Is we forget people are not perfect. Right. And we forget Kanye in the world was crazy Kanye. 
Right. So Kanye, as a Christian, will be crazy Kanye. But hopefully he has accountability. Like, bro, I be wanting to blow up on people sometimes, bro, and throw hands. But my DJ Mark be like, hey, bro, chill. That's not what we do. We ain't going to lose our witness over no dumb stuff. That's how right. we going to handle it, bro. Right. And, and you, got be, you got to be careful too as well. You know, it's it's different when you train and know how to use them hands. So, you know, the, <laughs> just, just from a legal standpoint, I'm going to tell you how to experience right. it. I used to do a little golden gloves growing up myself too as well. And my uncle, who was a boxer, and he trained me. He was like, you got to be careful. <laughs> so just know Straight that. Up, <laughs> yeah. Assault is not a light charge nowadays. Right. And, and, and so... I think with Kanye, bro, like, he be having, like, yes men around him, bro. And especially mm. as, as a believer with a scope on him like he does. And then we see in the book of James, you become a believer, you're held at a higher standard. Sorry, bro. Like, that's one thing, the hard pill that I had to swallow in my past would literally be like, man, you know how many people, like, you are responsible for? Like, you fall. Like, you can't fall. Right. Be smart. So, yeah, man, like, I just, I, yeah, I just pray that, that bro, like, really has real ones around him that, you know, are telling him, you know, checking him, bro, when he's out of line. So, I do believe him, and I respect what he's doing, because when you're at that level, you have influence, bro, you know what Absolutely. I mean? And, bro, he is telling people Jesus is king. Mm-hmm. So, that's beautiful to me. No, that's, that's, well, that's super dope. I just feel like really the only thing he's missing is he needs Stephen Malcolm in his camp. <laughs> That's what he needs. You know what I mean? Like, he just needs Stephen Malcolm to come, you know what I'm saying? Turn up with him with the records, and, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I think, go ahead and speak that thing to existence. And you got to, you got to send my little back door in. You better, you know, use your plug and holler at Tony. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Let's do some records, bro. Let's get it in. So what? Last yeah. question, man. I'm gonna let you get out of here, man. What you think's missing in CHH right now, man? And sonically, do you think it's as good as mainstream? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sonically, it's. I think it's better than mainstream, bro. I, I can't stand some of these records I hear, mm-hmm. and like the production is low. Homies ain't even like on beat. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Yeah, and then I hear, you know, say Andy Minio records on Neverland too, bro. I'm just like, bro, this man is a pure genius, bro. Like, just artistically, just insanely yeah. crazy with it. Yeah. Shouts so, out to Andy. That project ridiculous. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and and as for, like, you know, what is CHH missing? Yes, sir. We are missing our own enterprises, bro. Like, our, like. You look at Winter Jam. You look at uh, Rock and Worship Roadshow. You look at all these big festivals. It's just like, man, I really wish that LA Fest would have worked out, bro. Like, yeah, you, you and me both. A, yeah, a Christian hip hop festival that is just packed, bro, filled with all your favorite Christian hip hop, bro. It sounds like it, you know, what I'm saying like it is Christian, so you know, ain't nothing crazy finna go down. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a great function, good time. Can you imagine a tour? Like, remember the Unashamed tour? Absolutely. Imagine bigger. Imagine if you had your no big deal on it with your Andy Minio, with your Cannon, with your John Keith. You know what I mean? Like, dog, like you gotta buy a ticket. 
Right. And it went all around the country. Like, man, like I, that's the only thing we're missing. And that's the one thing, bro, I wish like Andy and Lecrae would put their they heads and they, they connections together, bro, and make happen, bro. And intentionally not be clicky about it. Like, and John Keith on the same song. Because, like, yo, I want someone from Indie Tribe and then someone from RFG on the same record. Like, I'm yeah. splitting up everybody intentionally, bro. Like, I just wish CHH was was like that, man. It, it, and it, we could do it. That's the thing, bro. It's, it's there, bro. The demand is there. But it's it's it to me, in my opinion, and what I've seen and experienced, this issue of like, you know, the the barrel is so small. Every crab is trying to climb to the top. Yeah, that's funny you say that because Dayton, um, shouts out to Dayton too as well. He said the same yeah, thing. I had some conversations with him uh, when they came to the city and they had their little soul therapy tour. Uh, so yeah, man, I, I hope I hope we get past that because, like you say, we're we're a growing subgenre, but we need to get past to where we're not connected with each other, working with each other, and help build each other's platform up because we need to get yeah. get to that level. Uh, uh, I forgot to ask though. Share a little bit of your experience on the invasion tour. You did the invasion tour the first leg beginning of this year. Share a little bit of your experience with that man being on the road. Was that your first tour that you were a part of, or you know? Nah, nah, nah. I've been a part of a lot of tours, man. Okay. Fortunately, been a part of a lot of tours. It's been super, super dope. But the invasion tour was good, man. It, it was good. It was a good experience because I've never really toured like the West Coast. Got you. So yeah, bro. And and then we came to to Ohio. That was the first Midwest show we did. It was cool. But the Midwest was banging, man. So shouts out to Dre, bro, and the invasion tour. Like they they got the West on lock. So it was fun. That's what's up. Listen, man, tell the people how they can connect with you, man, how they can follow you, how they can stream your music, and can you intro your new track with KB, KB on point. Yeah, man. So yo, connect with me on social medias. Just Stephen Malcolm, same name on stage, off stage. What my mama gave me. Shouts out to mama. StephenMalcolm.com. Hit me up. And then, uh, yeah, man, new record on point featuring the boy KB. Check it out now. Everywhere. Let's go. Yeah. Keep it locked. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Stephen Malcolm. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the fix. Pass on point like Brady. 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 Pass on point like Brady.
KB in the bay going crazy. Put peace on the hood, Mercedes. Young boys letting off 80. Leaning next to a Dior like Haiti. This ain't no corner, no Bailey. No internet clown gon' play me. Money ain't never gon' make me. I can win with a couple bucks like Brady. If she ain't baby, you cannot shame me. What they gon' pay me to shut my mouth? Ain't gotta okay me, then they gon' save me. I'm finna stay free on the house. Know what it feel like getting a deal, like touching the meal, like this ain't clout. This isn't real life, I got a real life. Price is better than it ain't no doubt. I ain't got time to debate, this country to save. I can't stand you, but I pray. I see you trying to be you, I'm trying to be hope for the people that's stuck in the grave. No, I gotta grind out daily. Pass on point like Brady. Game time, bout to go crazy. Squad so deep that we look like the Navy. Pass on point like Brady. 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 Me, I'm a champ like Bailey. Ain't none of these eyes gon' face me. A lot of y'all fraud and faking. The champ is here and I'm awaiting. Pass on point like Brady. 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 I was faithful. Found him in his mess. Yeah, buddy. That's exactly how we are. I think we all come through a mess, which is why we need him each and every day. So, yeah. Is a marriage a covenant or a contract to you? Definitely a covenant. But <laughs> You sounded reserved saying no, that. Did, did that hurt you? <laughs> when we started, when we first got married, it was definitely a com- um, contract because it was conditioned. Mm-hmm. It was like based on this or based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, but no, when I, you know, found the word of God in a marriage, then you found that as a covenant and um, it's about those vows. It's about putting, you know, your spouse first. So, yeah. Why do you think so many couples treat it like it's a contract? Selfishness, mm-hmm. selfish motives, um, worried about their feelings instead of focusing on the word. Jasmine got a number one hit right now, too. Yeah. Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah. Shouts out to Jasmine Sullivan. You listen, we definitely love to interview you and talk about your faith story. but And your feelings. Yeah, and your feelings. <laughs> Lord, help us. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I just think it's selfishness. And you got to think about it. They, a married couple is normally two singles coming together to be united as one. So that person who was single always dealt with self. So it's hard to make that transition. If you don't have the proper tools to take you over there, there's no perfect book that says, uh, well, I would say, of course, the Bible is the perfect book, but there's no lessons on how to be a wife. You know, you don't, that just don't come overnight. You have to go through some things to actually understand and see how to be a wife for you. Because I can, I can, our first lady or some, another female can tell me how they, who who they are, but I may not be the perfect wife for you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You're not like any other husband. Mm. No, that's good. I never, I never, um, I don't think I ever heard you speak it that way. Mm. Huh? I just think that's important to, to know. It's like a puzzle. Uh-huh. You know how you have a puzzle and you have to find a perfect piece? Mm-hmm. I think that's how marriage is. Yeah. That's Find the person that's supposed for you. What keeps you in the midst of the marriage and enduring through finding that puzzle? Because I think a lot of people give up. They say, you know what? I've hit a rock. Um, I'm no longer happy. So if I'm no longer happy, um, I'm out. God, Jesus Christ. And I, 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 and you know, I have to be honest and say that that's, mm-hmm. that's all I have. That's all that keeps me um, in the center of just 
wearing all the hats of, you know, being a mom, being a wife, being a, um, you know, a professional, just all the hats that we wear is, is Christ. If we don't have Christ waking up and going to bed with Christ, I mean, I'm a fall. I'm a mess. Just like he said, I'm a mess even with those things. So imagine me without Christ. So, yeah, I just think that that's what we need to focus on is just be true, authentic, and thirst after Christ. Because if you do that, if you work on yourself instead of working on other people, you'll be in a better place and your relationships will prosper from that. What's one thing you would give the people before we leave them uh, on marriage that you think really just speaks to the heart and the essence of a marriage outside of it. Now, of course we know God needs to be at the center of it, but what's that one thing you would say uh, to uh, a lady listening right now, who's yearning and tr- and striving to try to be that kingdom wife that God has called her to be, but still just like you say, wrestling a little bit with submitting to what God has called her to be and, and or not even submitting educating herself on, like you said, doing the homework and mm-hmm. studying, reading, or, you know, looking at sermons. What would you say to that, 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 that young lady listening right now who's struggling in that area? Yeah, I would say definitely just, it'll be no different. Like we do anything else. Let's just take, um, losing weight. You want to lose 20 pounds. So you have to take big teasy. Watch out. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have to take, put things in perspective. Now you have to restrict yourself. Now you have to watch what you eat. Now you have to um, exercise. So that'll be the same thing in a, in a, in a, um, in a marriage in a healthy marriage. You have to read, you have to restrain from your mouth. You have to be quiet. You have to submit. You have to respect. You have to honor. It's so many things that comes um, just knowing yourself too. I think I did a lot of work, um, just knowing myself and who I am within Christ, of course, but then studying and listening to you, because you will tell me in a minute um, what you said was disrespectful. What you're doing is that's not God. And, and I, that will give me an introspect to say, you know what? He's right. So we're I think um, hus- spouses and a marriage couple should be able to call each other out on their issues and make that person accountable and be vulnerable. But also when you, when that spouse is being vulnerable, they also have to um, be a safe, safe haven. Mm-hmm. Cause that's one thing you and I do our relationship and our conversations between you and I, it's not between me and my mom, my sisters. We, if I have a problem with, well, if I have a problem, I'm taking an issue with you because mm-hmm. you're the only person that needs to hear it. And we, we work that out. So I say, you know, just close the remarks on um, just being real to yourself, accepting that your spouse is different than you, which is why. And focus on the on the things that you guys do have and focus on the life that God has given you and embrace it and and. and you know, try to give it to God and let him be glorified. And another um, couple can say, wow, I want whatever they have. Or how can we get like you? We do that with all every other areas in our lives, finances, health. You know, we want to look like and be like somebody else. Why can't we do that to model marriage? No, I agree. And I think it's it's (laughs) you're on the same team. I, I don't know why so many marriages uh, people, um, how, why, why so many couples are competing against each other and think they got to outdo each other. Um, you guys are on the same team. You guys should be learning together, com- uh, uh, growing together within your communication together, within your spiritual maturity, within your finances, within you know your health. Everything should be growing together, and I think that's something that 
God kind of revealed to me um, early in our marriage that, you know, you're on the same team. Um, we help each other. We build each other. It's funny because <laughs> talking about finances, I know uh, <laughs> that was something we used to bump heads on. Um, I used to work a lot of overtime um, when I was young uh, on my jobs and my wife would get bonuses. So she would bring these bonuses home and be like, hey, I, I got this money to go, you know, do X, Y, and Z, which she did work hard for it. She does deserve it. But in my mind, I'm thinking like, all right, when I bring in overtime, it still goes into the pot, which that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, for sure. Uh, with, uh, we, you know, we're going to go there. We got we got 10 minutes. We're going to ruffle some feathers. So, yeah, it, when you talk about finances within a marriage, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, we see a lot of couples have separate accounts. Mm-hmm. They don't have joint accounts or access to every account. And for for the longest, I didn't understand why couples would think that's not, um, in a sense, being a little. I, I would call it dishonest because if I if I don't know your bank account information, I can't check the statement. So you could say, "All right, I ain't got no money in there." You could have ten thousand dollars in there, and we've seen that with couples. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that be holding money from each other. Exit plan. <laughs> there, there we go. So once again, covenant of contract, you, you went there, exit plan. Mm-hmm. So going back to uh, the example I was using of us, um, me working overtime, you getting bonuses, all the money within the household, in my opinion, should come within to the household and it be operated no different than anything else. There are no secret accounts that I hold for my wife. Now, we I, we have a business account, and we also have savings, and we also have checking accounts. But my Why wife has access to every single question? account that I have access to. She has access to it. She knows what's in it. It's not like I got $15,000 sitting over here, and, and she don't know I got fifteen grand. like I'm about to, like you say, exit plan. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think that's so important, to be honest and so the, the big thing is, it's trust. Yeah. I think a lot of people keep this money from each other because they don't Which trust. Which is very strange because after Christ, it's your spouse. You would think. So you're the, the closest person that's walking the earth with me. Mm-hmm. And I can't trust you? That baffles me. Or I got to keep money from you? Yeah. So, I mean, that you have to really... <clears throat> something like that has to lie within yourself to say, why don't I trust this man or woman? That's some issues that you may need to go seek counseling or seek some kind of therapy or Mm -hmm. just question yourself. Why? Why don't I trust this man or why do I feel as though or this woman or why do I feel as though that I have to have an exit plan? Mm -hmm. Yeah, those kind of kind of questions should be coming out during premarital. No. Well, no. What what do you say to uh, couples who get married and they say it's your debt, not my debt? That's the that's another thing. That you're coming to be as one, so you already. Separating. Oh, really? Right. So you no. sure that's in everything? Yeah, everything. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure yeah. you said for the two are no longer separate, but they're one. Yes. Your debt is my debt. Yes. Oh, you sure? That's what it's supposed to be. Okay. It's I just like, want to make sure I, I'm hearing the same thing. You know, your debt is my debt because they will want the same thing. And if if the their spouse has a million dollars, now you're talking about we got one million dollars, but now it's her debt. <laughs> See how that goes? Right. See how people and we and we've had conversations <laughs> with yeah. a, a, a young lady who had um, insurance claim or something. Her, her I think her parents or somebody passed away. She claimed. She, I mean, she had she got money from her parents passing away, a large sum amount. Was in this relationship, got married, 
and still said, well, this, I had this before I married you. This is my money. Uh. And we were like confused. We say, oh, really? Yeah. And, and things in couples like that by us having to be, you know, we have to be honest with them and say you may want to take six months to a year to really reconsider that because you don't want to get into a marriage thinking about separation. Mm-hmm. Then why are you getting married? You should stay single. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we pray that we uh, share some light today on just kingdom relationships. Uh, we pray that we were blessing y'all. We thank y'all for coming in to a little small little glimpse of our little marriage we've had for about 21 years. Uh, I do applaud you, uh, Miss Focus, for coming on these airwaves. I thank you for sacrificing your time today. You're welcome. And we'll definitely keep praying for marriages like we always do. We mm-hmm. pray for, you know, just marriages because I think that's the foundation mm-hmm. to building a community. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now, we're going to pray right now. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity uh, to be able to speak today. Father God, we pray that the listeners, Father God, anybody struggling within their marriage or just married, Father God, got something out of what we spoke today, Father God. We're really praying for kingdom marriages, Father God. Marriage is not a selfish act, Father God, but it's a selfless act, Father God. So just continue to show uh, the men and the women uh, within the marriage, Father God, that they are on the same team that they need to just continue to keep you at the center of it and help them to grow. Father God, we pray that um, they open up uh, and read books, Father God, and watch videos and their pastors and their first ladies or whoever their mentors may be. Father God uh, will continue to speak into their lives and also be examples, Father God, of kingdom um, wedding. I mean, kingdom um, marriages, Father God. So we're praying right now, Father God, that it's already done. Father God, it's in Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Listen, we want to leave you guys with a, a couple books to read. Um, one is Gracefield Marriage. If you haven't read Gracefield Marriage, um, you are missing out. It's by Dr. Tim Kimmel and Darcy Kimmel. Um, they have workbooks. They also have videos out there. Definitely, I, I would argue that a big reason why divorces are happening because we don't show enough grace. Uh, I think if we show more grace, it'll help us grow to a new level to where we'll understand marriage on a whole nother level but yeah check out the gracefield marriage like i say they have books they have workbooks they also have videos too as well it's by dr uh tim kimmel and uh darcy kimmel um they just did a great job um the five love languages of course gary chapman come on gary chapman is a relationship goat let's let's be very very clear uh i think the five love languages too as well the secret of uh love that lasts knowing who your spouse is this will help you effectively communicate on another level to your spouse. If you know their love languages, if you know what makes them tick, I still argue, like I said, what we've talked about it today, <laughs> your job as a spouse is to, to make sure you do the things that your spouse will, will receive and learn and grow with. You guys are on the same team. So you help each other. Submission is not just uh, for the wife. <laughs> Submission is also for the husband. I'm going to tell you this quick story. Uh, I I struggled in the financial area when I first met my wife. My wife is, she's just better at numbers. That's, that's what she does for a profession, but she's always had the drive to understand numbers on a higher level. So, of course, when you talk about understanding uh, finances and understanding money, that brings a lot of strife within a relationship. I was okay with letting my wife handle the bills. I was okay with my wife showing me how to invest. We, we have investment accounts. We have all type of different things that we do. My wife was stronger in that suit 
than I was. So it was okay for me to submit. So, all right, show me how to do this. Show me how to budget this uh, checking, just checking account. Show me how to invest in this uh, Robin Hood account. And, and I can keep going down the list. But if I would have been prideful and said, I'm the man, I figure out how the money is made in this household. That's stupidity. <laughs> we win together. So I pray couples out there listening know you win together. So if your wife has a better suggestion or she's better in the area, it's okay for let her lead in it. If your husband is better in the area, it's okay. Wives to submit to your husband. Um, Cause <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll leave it with this. I'm an alpha man. If you haven't already known, and my wife is very, a uh, very uh, strong I don't like to call uh, women alphas, but I'm just being honest. She's a very strong minded woman. She knows what she wants. She knows what she's trying to accomplish. She knows how to do it. So she doesn't look for handouts. She doesn't look for anybody's approval. She knows how to move. So with that being said, sometimes we can bump heads. But the beautiful thing about it is we bump heads, but we come back and we talk about it. And at the end of the day, we go with what's the best option for us as a team collectively. So, yeah. Anything else, baby? No, I think you saw that out. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Just keep, keep doing what you're doing. But no, yes. I agree with everything you said. Appreciate y'all rocking with us again today, man. Definitely shouts out to the squad, man. I got these celebrity uh, hosts on the show, man. Rico Suave, man, and Tierra Kali. They will be back. Uh, so just definitely continue to keep them prayers. And I, I'm definitely, uh, definitely salute them because they are doing big things. Uh, when they come back, they're going to have all type of stuff to share with us on all the endeavors they've been doing. Um, definitely shouts out to the squad. Listen. Um, we got some more giveaways coming up real soon. So definitely follow us on Instagram at the fix underscore radio. That's D A F I X X underscore radio. Also follow us on Facebook at the fix radio show. And as well as on Twitter at the fix radio show, I think we're going to do a, uh, a artist, uh, giveaway coming up this real soon, a artist pack giveaway. So I know you, uh, artists have been reaching out to me, um, been wanting us to do, um, more with the artists and spotlight the artists more. So we're going to do a, a giveaway for the artists um, definitely want to uh, continue to send us your music submissions at the fix radio show at gmail.com listen y'all artists make sure you guys send us the wave file or the mp3 file along with cover art as well as a little small bio of who you are what your ministry your artistry is I get a lot of DMs with just a YouTube link or a Spotify link. No, 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 no. Let's do service packs. Let's do things in decency and order. What you need, if you looking for consideration of me playing your track on the air, do the work, put together a real service pack email, which consists of who you are, a little short bio. Also give me the acapella, the MP3, as well as you want to give me the stems. What does that do? That gives me the opportunity as a DJ to, if I want to put one of your songs in a mix show, I can put it in the mix show, but also gives me a little backstory of who you are, where you're from and the inspiration behind the track. So let's put together service packs the right way. Y'all let's, let's go into this new year. We finishing up strong for 2021. Let's head into 2022, uh, the right way, just doing things effectively. We got to look at the business side a little bit more. I know we always talk about artists putting out good music, but let's, let's look at the business side of it a little bit more and our presentation on how we send music around. So please stop sending me links in our, uh, social media platforms, email us, 
any uh, of your music that you want us to consider to play on the air. And make sure it's, you know, the right format. Make sure you got your licensing. Please register with ASCAP BMI. We can't play anything that's not licensed. <laughs> we can't stress that enough. I hate to have to say that, uh, Big T, but uh, unfortunately I have to continue to tell people that. Um, yeah, I don't know why they think we buck, we Baptist, but we, we official blow the whistle over here. <laughs> official. Official now. <laughs> Listen, man, we, we appreciate y'all. Definitely shouts out to Kendall Williams and Steve and Malcolm for the dope interviews. Go follow them on all their platforms. Go run their numbers up. Their music is super dope. They're doing super things, super dope things for the kingdom of God. Remember, stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advance. The fix is in. We out. And more cap than a college graduation And that's this year alone The crazy thing about it, it made me grow But if it didn't, tell me where I'm gonna go You can't show love to your folks Because it make you look weak Or at least that's what they evil eyes see And I ain't judging, I'm a sinful man too That needed pardon, needed grace Like Houston needed harder Lord send my soul water Cause I ain't slipping a week I'm starving out here, send me something to eat Said my dog was gonna make me weak Because he hit my other dog with the heat And left him dead in the street That left me laying on him I went from praying for my dog To praying on him The devil busy, I got somewhere to be Forgive me, Father, have mercy on me in my heart when my oppressors bleed unless God would take his wrath from them and pass to me I'd rather God would war for me than I blast for me Amen. we don't war flesh and blood but the devil will send his children to take your flesh and blood I'm just a sinful man with somewhere to be forgive me father have mercy on me
built for it. I dang near got killed for it. Laid in the streets, blood spilled for it. I'm from a city full of cutthroats. And for enough dope, they cut throats. Even they own folks. Wing, right wing, or left wing. Look, cuz got hands and he might swing. Spike Lee could make him do the right thing. 